Welcome to the Podcast of Power, the show, the only show on the entire internet. No one else is doing this right now. The only show that is talking about this little show that's on Amazon called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. We're the only ones doing it, folks. It's me and it's Chris Dashu. We're doing it bigly over here. <laughs> <laughs> A man came up to me, had tears in his eyes, and he was like, thank you. Thank you, Mr. White. Thank you for talking about the Rings of Power. No one else on the internet is talking about the show. It means so much to me, and especially this episode, episode five called Partings. It really touched my heart. He somehow knew that our discussion was going to be so good that he was already thanking me for it. Oh my. And, and then another guy came up to me and said, thank you for being the only people on the internet, having the courage to say what you're saying about the show, because apparently we are, we're, we're really courageous people with the opinions that we have about a Lord of the Rings show that's on the internet that everybody can see. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it really burns your ass that there are black dwarves in this show. Doesn't it? Internet. Oh. Oh a black dwarf, a black elf. Oh my god, my head's gonna explode. Speaking lines, and they're not just relegated to the background. Duh. Chris, I watched this episode twice. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle because man, we were talking about cross-cutting this episode. Oh my god, yeah. We were predicting in the last episode, we're like, okay, well, they're gonna hit like three out of the four major storylines. No. They hit every single storyline in this episode and multiple times and just jumping all over the place. I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening here? It was a little much. I, this again, I was like, OK, I'm waiting for the fan editors to come in here and just kind of straighten these storylines out a little bit, just a little bit more. Just give me just stick with one of them just a little bit longer so I can get my footing, get my heart footing in here. But instead, we're just cutting all around. I'm not complaining, mind you, but it's a little much. It really took me a bit to figure out what's going on with each one of these storylines. Where do we want to start? <laughs> Where do they want to start is the real question. It's it's it, yeah, it's we're now at the point with the show where the expansion should be contained and being metered and they should be refining the stories and kind of maybe digging down into the guts of the story after they've introduced it. I know it's like, we're just going still, we're still we're going. Doing it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa. Cause again, like I've, we've talked about multiple times on this show, I'm also watching game of Thrones and game of Thrones. Coincidentally, the same week that this episode's doing what it's doing. Game of Thrones did the exact same thing. They just took the story blew it up and said, here's all the pieces in the air and we're just going to have to re-grab them and bring them back down. And it's like, guys, that show has a time jump. This show is just going, it's 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 splitting the narrative too much. It's dividing the narrative a little too much. Like one yeah. story too many. It feels like, uh, you know, butter. Uh... <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm sitting here waiting. Like, make it, please. It's this show. You can do it here. It is. It is. It is butter being spread on too much bread. Just not enough butter. And we're just doing it. If anything, it's it's almost the opposite problem. It's almost this little piece of Melba toast with a whole stick of butter on it. It's just like, please, you don't have to give me all of this all at once. I, right. You can dole it out a little bit more. There are five seasons of this show yeah. with at least eight episodes a season. That's a lot of time and ground you can cover. So why, why are like, 
why are we learning all of this stuff right now? And like, we are teasing things like nobody's business. We've got Adar in here who's just like, soon, my brother, soon the sun will no longer burn your arms. And I, what's what is he missing? He's missing stuff already. He's just like, oh, I'll never feel something or other again. I'm just like, I, I don't know where you're coming from, Adar. Like, you gotta like, can you spell this out a little bit more? more <laughs> Explain for me? to us what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do like the Mister Burns thing and like put like a whole shield over Middle Earth so the orcs can walk around and like dimness kind of thing well and that's the thing i mean the question that i have with all of this is what they're trying to do is make it so the orcs can walk around in the daylight right i guess you know is there a secret to that is there something to do with that that morgul blade and then at the very end of the episode they look up at the tower and i'm like is the tower supposed to represent the morgul blade because it's got shit kind of wrapped around it and it kind of looks like the hilt of the blade to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I I thought that they were showing the tower because the tower was going to be uh, the tower at Sirith Ungol. I thought that's what it was because like, because mm. again, we know that the Southlands are going to be Mordor at some point, but I didn't know what was going on. Again, like, now we have stuff that they're changing because Mithril Boy, oh boy. what is Mithril can, now? Can, can you even begin to explain this? Well, so an elf and a Balrog apparently fought each other on top of the Misty Mountains, or excuse me, on top of where Khazad-dûm is. And I guess a bolt, they were fighting over a tree and lightning struck the tree and they were touching the tree or something and the power of the tree went into the mountain and in uh, what what that's not what like that is actually i'm gonna take problems with this that is not where mithril comes from <laughs> like mithril it- well and the tree also had three of the silmarins silmarils in them yeah, yeah like and so now so so do you you remember when we were talking a couple episodes ago and we were talking about um uh, uh Hold on. What was it? We were. Oh, fuck me. We're talking about Mithril and like it's a big deal that they find Mithril. Right. But you also asked the thing about is I think either you asked it or we've talked about is the Arkenstone a Silmaril? Mm -hmm. It's not. But they're like edging dangerously close to talking about the Silmarils in a way that Tolkien never did. And they already have now because Mithril has nothing to do with the Silmarils. That is now a connection that is being made by this show. And it is changing the folklore of this world's Middle Earth, not the books. This is separate shit still. Like, I don't want to hear people getting mad. They're changing it for what this show is going to use Mithril for. And it's not a great interpretation because it seems kind of, what's the word? awfully convenient <laughs> i don't know it's like deus ex mithril yeah it, it's very adamantium to me as well or just like vibranium i suppose is the other element right, from right. the marvel universe where i'm just like it can do anything so there 
Right. And, you know, because at one point you have Gilgalad going, we need Mithril to restore the light of the elves. And it's like, whoa, 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 what? Like, whoa, yeah. what, 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 what now? Like, are what? you made out of light now? Is like, what the is light happening? of the Valar is leaving us and we have to have Mithril to get it back. And we have to sat. They, they say in this show, saturate ourselves with Mithril. Which is just like the dumbest phrase I've ever heard. It's using terminology that doesn't work in the world of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. Saturate. That word doesn't like it just sounds weird. Any character saying we must saturate ourselves in Mithril. Like you can't tell me you weren't confused. I was confused. We're all confused. Totally. confused. You being confused is one thing, but everybody being confused is another because admittedly, you're you're not reading all the background source material for this show, even though there is no source material for this show because the Silmarillion isn't part of this. So they're just doing whatever they want with things that are kind of explained elsewhere. Yeah. And that I understand people having a problem with because I myself don't think the way they define Mithril in the show is interesting or serves the narrative. It kind of, like you said, is just deus ex Mithril. Like, oh, it... It's it's worth a, a infinite money, essentially. It's worth more than anything else. So whatever its worth is dictates the worth of everything. And it is magical because lightning hit a tree. Okay. And then it also will restore the life of the elves. So like, what the fuck now? Is is the show just about Mithril or what? Yeah, I, I am so confused. So we've got that mystery going on. We've got the whole thing of like, well, you have to swear on this rock that you are never going to talk about this at all. And then like Celebron comes in, he's just like, Hey, that thing, you know, that thing that the elves or sorry, that the dwarves discovered wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, nudge. And it's just like, wait, you knew about that. And then basically it's like, Oh yeah. By the way, I, I, Ah, I might have to break this promise with you, Durin. I'm I'm so sorry. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. I got this new table. Fuck everything else. I'm I'm okay. Like, what? Like, this was like this major pledge, and there's going to be this major thing between these two characters. And it's like, nah, don't sweat it, man. It's all right. Now I just got to convince my old man to give you guys some mithril because it's going to save the whole elfin race. But doom the dwarfs in the process. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like. I mean, if I was a dwarf, I'd be really pissed off if I had to go through all this, dig too deep, unearth a Balrog, and then be like, oh, yeah, here you go, elves. Enjoy. Thanks. Like, yeah, how are the elves supposed to be sympathetic characters in this world? Because they're building a case that the elves are the most manipulative scumbags in the show. Pretty much, yeah. Like, like I keep saying, they're that that invading force that set up camp, and they're just like, they're basically now to me, you know, I keep trying to make these metaphors and stuff. They're the Americans when they came to Japan post-war, and are just like, you know what, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Fuck all you Japanese people. We're going to, you know be crime lords we're gonna like do you know feed into your drug addictions all the bad stuff yeah we're gonna do that because we're america fuck you well and the and the elves i mean the 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 pushback against the elves feels warranted in this show Mm -hmm. it never it never feels like people don't hate the elves for no reason they hate the elves for good reason i mean you have the character of waldreg who his reasons for hating elves is more i just hate people that don't look like me so it's a little less nuanced but the stuff in numenor 
I kind of understand why they don't like the elves and the Southlands and I, the Southlands eh, kind of iffy, but the dwarfs, I totally understand why they don't like the elves. Oh, yeah. And we're about to find out why they really don't like the elves. I'm getting so confused by the Numenor stuff. In what way? Because it makes no sense In, the way they're telling it? Yeah, because there's there's the guy who looks like uh, Michael, what is it, Michael Sheehan? Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> Fer- Fer- Ferrazon, yeah. Yeah, there's Ferrazon who is, you know, manipulating things. I imagine he's the guy that bombed those ships and stuff that were in the harbor. And so there's him doing his thing. There's the queen who's hesitant. There's the king, the deposed king. There's Elendril. There's the, there's Ilsidur, his son. There's the, the daughter. There's that other dude who's just like mad all the time. Uh, there's like Lord, uh, what's his name now? They're calling him Lord thing. And I'm just like, wait, he's a Lord now? The 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 piece of shit guy that they oh, found Halbrand. on the boat. Yeah, Halbrand. Or he's just like, you don't know what I did on that ship. You know, maybe you don't think I'm the best guy in the world. I mean, well, we know what he did in the Southlands. He allied with Sauron or Morgoth, mm. I guess. But like, what do I like this character then? Like, what mm-hmm. do, do you want me to yeah, root for? Yeah, do you want me to so... root for no one in your show? Right, right. Because like you mentioned, even the character of Durin now looks like a complete idiot. Yeah, he's a putz. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I've got the, you have the entire elf life in your hand. Like, fuck you then. Like, that would be my response. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I do. And you know what? If you're not meant to be here anymore because that's what's going on. So be it. I'm not going to put my people in danger. Obviously, he doesn't know that. But you know that his dad does because his dad is trying to stop them from digging too deep. Mm -hmm. And his dad is right on the money. Oh, yeah. Durin Durin, or Durin's dad is just like, yeah. Oh, by the way, they're here for the Mithril, bro. Like, it wasn't an accident. They're here. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, and I so mean, now it makes it makes Elrond look like a chump too. I was about to say Elrond looks like the biggest dumb shit this side of half of the other idiot characters yeah. that the show like the show is taking characters that have been operating not smartly, but have been operating by traditional logic and just throwing it out the door completely. Right. Right. Yeah. Dorin of two episodes ago would not acquiesce to Elrond that easily after Elrond broke his like binding promise on his children or his mother or whoever the hell he pretended to swear on because it Mm -hmm. didn't matter two scenes later. You can't give us tension and then explode it in our faces two episodes, two two scenes later, just Mm -hmm. because uh, like why? Like that needs some time to breathe. There needs to be some time for this to actually be an issue, be a concern, be a weight that wears down on Elrond. Not like, hey, by the way, we're going to die if you don't like just backtrack 100% on what you said like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the guy with the overly large uh, wreath around his head, you know, him and Celebron, they're just like, yeah, we kind of knew what we we're doing when we sent you in there. So we kind of knew that you're going to volunteer to talk to the dwarves. So you're pretty much a patsy. So <laughs> thanks a lot, bro. A- Abraham Lincoln with no facial hair, because Benjamin Walker played him in that Abraham Lincoln <laughs> vampire hunter movie. That's yes, the only right. thing I've seen him in. He's he looks like an elf. I'll tell you that much. He looks, uh, you know, as much as Robert Arameo doesn't look like an elf, uh, Benjamin Walker looks like a right proper elf. But yeah, it's like he, you, you've you been played by everybody, Elrond. Like, I don't want to root for a yeah. character that 
is dumb. Yeah. And like, and not yeah. it's in like, again, like dumb is so derogatory, but they're writing him like an idiot. Like, it's not me. Right. It's not me passing judgment on its his character. It's the show writing him in a way where nothing makes sense that he's doing. He's backtracking on things that he is claiming he's not going to backtrack on two scenes in the episode later. Like yeah. what? Well, then Galadriel, she's just angry all the time. And it's like, I have a okay. tempest inside me. Yeah. Yes, okay. you do, lady. Okay. And, and what of it? Have you thought about maybe smoking a dube or something? You know, the the uh, Harfoots probably have some really good pipe weed going on, <laughs> right? So, and, and the and the Harfoots are here. Uh, yeah, they're back. Yeah, and we get a little bit more of Tom Bombadil, so that's pretty nice. I don't think he's. I don't think I'm just not going to let it drop. I don't think he's Gandalf <laughs> at this point. Like I don't think he's Gandalf. I don't even think he's good. I think he is an evil character who is just confused and trying to like embrace what's going on. But I think him like realizing, oh, I killed those fireflies. That's my nature. It's like he's almost like the 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 scorpion realizing, oh, I'm getting a ride from these frogs. I just need to sting these motherfuckers. I mean, that's now what it's feeling like mm-hmm. because it's uh, you know what? If it's Gandalf, it's Gandalf, right. sure. But I don't think it is at this point. Like you know, for as confident as I was in the first four episodes of this show that we've been doing about what the character of the stranger is, we may not even figure out who he is by the end of this season. No, no, we may not find out who he is for some time. So prognosticating about who he is, because like I feel like it's either going to be at the end if they don't reveal who he is by the end of the season, it's going to be a while. Right, right. And yeah, I think the longer he's not introduced as someone of name is the more likely it is that he's someone who's just a baddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, kind he, of inclined to agree with you right now. Yeah, he could be the Witch King of Angmar. I don't know. I mean, and then you got Eminem coming over and looking at where he landed and just like pulling back the cloak a little bit. I'm just like, all right, who's this dickhead? Now? Right. Because again, like we're intro- it's the show is just thr- like for as well-paced and well edited as the last four episodes were this episode just goes we're going to show you a bunch of stuff like everything every storyline is here including new ones like you mentioned with whoever those people were the 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 progenitors from prometheus is who i thought (laughs) (laughs) the the smaller ones the less bulky ones but that was a character that they were showing in teasers for the show and people were like that's sauron right there and it's like I don't know who the fuck that is. And you know what? I'm not convinced it's Sauron now. If anything, it's one of the Ainur, which are like Gandalf, the less. They're not the Valar. They're the Ainur. The Ainur are like the demigods. So that's what Sauron is. That's what, uh, no, excuse me, the Ainur. No, yeah, the Maiar. So the Ainur is what Sauron is. The Maiar are like Sauron, the Blue Wizards, Gandalf, like they're one tier beneath them. So Mm -hmm. I think they might be, they might be the Ainur. They're not the Maiar. I think, I don't know who he is. Because yeah. again, now that they're introducing these other characters, it would lead me to believe there is something bigger going on, which I think was always the case. But now I think it's less Gandalf and it maybe is somebody else. It might be Sauron. It mm-hmm. could be. I don't, I mean. Yeah. I did like that that guy getting his ass kicked for calling Adar Sauron. I was just like, oh, nice. Right? <laughs> You're Sauron, right? Fuck I don't you, care I who am. You are. I worship you. You're my god now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, 
I appreciate that the show it there is a level of like brutality to this show that yeah. is not present in the original movies, even the oh. Hobbit. Like you know, having to sacrifice a character in front of all these other characters to show your fealty to Adar is something else. Like that's a pretty dark for a Lord of the Rings show. Oh yeah, yeah, and I did like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Again, like there has to be some stakes to this story because yeah, it's three thousand years ahead of the Lord of the Rings. So whatever we're seeing here does affect that show, but we know where it's going. So I want them to give us some stakes outside of the Sauron story, and they they are. I mean, mm-hmm. Joseph Mowley not given much to do still. Again, just kind of looking weird. Mm-hmm. But I hope by the end of the season. There's only three episodes left. We get to see more of him, but I hope that he's not gone by the end of the season. That's for sure. I hope that he is a character throughout the show. And again, if they have five seasons that they're playing with, they don't have to just have big bads every season. They can have people come back and enter, you know, enter the show in season one and leave in season three. It doesn't have to be enter season one, leave at the end of season one, which is such a common thing in TV especially this kind of TV, like with Dexter or Sopranos or Game of Thrones, where, oh, you had Pedro Pascal in the season, but you know he's going to eat shit by the end of the season because I don't think he's coming back. You know, that kind of thing where it's like you don't expect people to come back when they've been introduced like this character, but he could. Again, he could be here for two or three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, they probably have all these characters signed to, or all these actors, I should say, signed to long-term contracts. And just here you go. You know, use yeah. we will use you as we see fit. Right. And we then own you now. We are yeah. Amazon. <laughs> Time to pay. <laughs> yes. You have five minutes to go to the bathrooms. Time starts now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, they even they even have more of the Arondir Bronwyn story, uh, which I think for me. Outside of the stuff with the dwarfs, which now is like verging on like ruining all of it, I still like Ismail Cruz Cordova's performance a mm-hmm. lot. It's an interesting elf performance. Of the three elves, four elves that we see, he's the one I would like to spend the most time with. Yeah. 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 I want to know what's going on down there. I think, you know, they are in the heart of all of this darkness. And I think that they're, you know, they're in the most danger. Obviously, they're in the most danger when we see an entire orc army marching on them. But I'm like, okay, I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to know more what happens to these characters and what's happening in their world. I was really glad to see more of the Harfoots. I was pretty intrigued with that. I really like Poppy's song. I like the little, you know, nod to those who not all who wander are lost. Um, I was curious where the fuck they're going because they're going south for a while and then they're suddenly going east and I'm just like, is there a better way of doing like show me a little bit more of that map why you're taking that particular route I'd love to know that going across those dead marshes all feels like a bad idea man stuff. Yeah, yeah. Can't you go a little bit in a you know better way there? So go around that fucking attacking thing. them. Yeah, yeah. Don't look in the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened yet, though. <laughs> right, right. Right. We're 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 a couple. I don't know how many years removed from that happening because I believe that's well, that's this right. Isn't isn't yeah. that the conflict coming up? Is the the gray the marshes. The dead bodies come from the conflict with Sauron this time around. Right. And then all of the guys that are living in that cave, all those ghosts, uh, the ones that, you know, betray their, their oath. Oh yeah. That might be coming up as well. So wait, 
whoa, hold on. Is that who Halbrand might be then? Oh, release us. That guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be. Again, he's either the itch, the itch king. He's so itchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the itch king of Angmar and I shit. need some lotion. <laughs> I need something else and it ain't lotion. My teeth are itching too. Holy shit. You feel those bees under your skin? <laughs> I got to get a fix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, he's either the witch king of Angmar or he is going to be one of the, the you know, the ghosts under the mountain, as mm-hmm. it were. Because right. again, like the 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 characters of men, it's well established, and they've gone on to mention it countless times. There were some men that stood up and fought Sauron or Morgoth at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but there were plenty that that allied with him. Oh, and yeah. it's clear that Halbrand was one of them. That's how he was doing what he was doing. We'll see where he goes as mm-hmm. a character, but he's not going to end up as a hero by the end of this show. I don't think there's any way that that happens. Right. Right. Yeah. It feels like he's kind of more the way that Sawyer from lost was supposed to be like Sawyer starts off as a bad guy, eventually becomes a hero where he really should have just gotten worse as time went on. Right. And yeah, there is a level of kind of questioning of what his, like the character of Halbrand is still kind of shrouded in mystery. Cause I'm not mm-hmm. even sure that's his name, you know, again, like he is the, the King who wasn't in a way, like he's the King who ran from his responsibilities and like he has another name. So whatever right. that is, is his character's name. But I genuinely believe that's where his character is going. But again, that makes sense because thousands of years before the other conflict, the men were still acting the same way that they were, and the Lord of the Rings conflict, because we see those men in Lord of the Rings. I will fight for Saruman. Like right, those are the men right. again. Like it's that yep. that behavior is repeating. So you and we see it with Waldrey. Guys, right? You get those guys. You get those guys that are coded as Middle Eastern. You get the guys on the ship that are coming in, where you see Peter Jackson for the third time walking on the the, the prow of the boat. So and. Are they coming from Numenor? I don't know where these guys are coming from, but yeah, there's plenty of men that are going to align themselves with Sauron. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not just orcs. So, and that's, and I, I appreciate that in this show, they're showing that they're Mm -hmm. showing that there are villainous characters that are, you know, the men of the world, Mm -hmm. because I, again, like it's the original series of movies it's not black and white but they they try to show like oh the whole world is going up against sauron wasn't necessarily the case then Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily the case now which now which i think works for the kind of what's going on with bronwyn and theo which i'm still like not sure what that is leading towards with that dagger so I don't know. I, I, I think our predictions of him being a villain are wrong, but I think it's more, I think they're going to enable the villains to do what they want intentionally or unintentionally. I think that's mm-hmm. being made kind of clear by the, this, what I thought was a Morgul blade kind of being like the focal point of why, what Adar is Adar looking for that thing that he has, I guess. Well, and what is, so the one elf pulls down the, the branches and reveals this big thing, but I couldn't figure out what that big thing was. I think it was what like the face that? of Sauron. Is that right? I don't, I couldn't figure it out either. Again, they okay. just kind of show things sometimes in this show yeah. and they're like, well, just, you know, right? No. Yeah. It's that thing. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Thing with the guy. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. 
How did you feel about the Isildur storyline this episode? Again, I'm just like, what's going on? Like, okay, you got kicked off of the team, but you want to be back on the team. Oh, isn't it funny? Now you're going to be like handling uh, Swabin after the horses. Okay. Ha ha ha. I'm just like, I, I really couldn't give a rat's ass what's happening with Isildur and these other guys. And just this whole like, oh, if we happen to uh, get a blow against... Um, uh, Galadriel, we will be uh, promoted to lieutenant. I'm like, okay, so who cares? I don't care about this stuff. <laughs> well, and that's and that's what's strange is like the show feel the the show feels like it is telling an interesting story in Numenor and it's failing horribly. Oh yeah, like yeah. I'm glad that they left at the end of this episode. Yes, I'm please. so glad because I, I'm I'm not even joking. It was giving me flashbacks of Game of Thrones, and this is like three episodes in this show. In Game of Thrones, it's like two seasons of oh, this Jesus. shit, just constant bullshit of like, well, the people are revolting and they stink on ice, and then the slave traders are terrible, and then it's like, and by the end of it, they by the end of it, the show runners on that show feel like what the showrunners on this show are doing they're just throwing their hands up in the air and saying they're leaving mm-hmm. nothing else matters like right right god damn it it only took three episodes in this show thank you because two seasons <laughs> i would not have if this show at the end of the season was still in numenor with galadriel and all this i would be checked the fuck out of this show right like i would be out of this show entirely and I have no mental concept as far as how many people are traveling on these three ships. You know, is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? I mean, they don't look like that big of ships, but just give me something to be like, we have 150 men that will be taking this journey with us. Something. And is that enough? Like, well, how many orcs do you think there are? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, like 10 fucking orcs? Like, just like oh, they're scratching their balls hanging around? Are you going on an expedition to figure out what's happening in Middle Earth? Or are you actually going over there to do something? Because it seems like you need a lot more ships than just three. I know, yes, some were blown up, but and then at the same time, I'm like, is this like a remember the main kind of thing? Are we blowing these ships up on purpose? And yeah, I just that's what it felt like. That yeah, the character of Kemen, who I guess is Farazan's son is going and blowing the ships up and Isildur stops him, but can't because I guess Isildur is also an ineffectual dipshit in this show. Wow, we knew that. Right, which I I, I, that's obviously going to change by the end of the show, but, well, maybe not. No, he's an ineffectual, you know, (laughs) throw it into the fire. No. (laughs) I mean, I was there when the will of men failed. (laughs) <laughs> is that going to be the end of this whole series? Is it going to be that battle against Sauron and then Isildur throw it into the cast of in the fire? No. And I then hope, boom, end credits. I hope it's I hope it ends like the Hobbit ended where it's like Elrond is talking to Isildur and he's like, let's go on up to Mount Doom together. Right. And then it right. cu- and it shows them walking up to Mount Doom and it just fades to black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just fantasy booking the end of the show because the way I imagine it ends, Sauron gets his hand cut off, and then it's like an epilogue of where all the characters are going, and right. the Harfoots are going to the sh- where the Shire is, and right. you know, blah blah blah, and oh, and oh, there goes oh, and there goes Galadriel to Lothlorien, and blah blah blah. It's like, oh my god, like yeah. bleh, make me puke now. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I hear there's some really good pipe weed over in this little place. I think it's called the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's i mean again i don't we don't want to be those guys like clowning on the show but the show is making it easy because there are just some really goofy things that Mm -hmm. the show is doing that i don't like that you don't like and you know what the people on the internet they're not wrong about this episode this is not a good episode of the show no it's not it's not this is weak sauce all through this whole episode and I mean, I really want to like it. Obviously, I'm very curious what's going on. But at the same time, you're just like, bam, bam, bam. Here's this other thing. And oh, my gosh. And just like force feeding all this stuff to me. I'm it's just, just asking down. It's just asking questions, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's just asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's But that's what it feels like. Like you said, there there is this element of like the mystery box. And you already mentioned the bane of modern television story writing which was lost and a lot of shows in the last 10 to 15 years have been doing their damnedest to undo the damage that lost did to the mystery box storytelling idea Mm -hmm. because there are plenty of shows that do the mystery box thing well and they do land that 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 landing at the end that lost like broke both of its legs then its neck, then its arms, and then somehow it broke its back after all those things were already broken. It did that. And there have been plenty of TV writers who have been doing everything in their power to undo that. And this show is falling right into the traps of that show. Mm -hmm. Unless they answer all the questions. Maybe they will. They probably will. But they are, like you said, bombarding us with too many questions and not enough answers in the fifth episode. Yeah. This is going to be the who was flying that plane that was dropping food off at the island, but yet the island is purgatory. So why are people dropping food off on the island? Yeah, just all those things. Why are there polar bears here? Mike's just asking questions, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know why you ran the s- story in circles. And then by the time it had spiraled in on itself, you had nothing interesting to say. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, that's my concern s- here. Nothing at the heart of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I want to trust these writers. I want to trust that they have a plan, but at the same time, guys, you got to learn pacing a little bit better. Like do not just, just wrap. I mean, this was a fire hose episode where I was just like, Oh my God, there's so much stuff going on. I, I'm good. I'm going to leave the room and I'll come back and maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe I won't. And I'll even watch it a second time and be like, now who is this guy and what's happening over here? Like I I understand the characters that we've seen, but then you keep introducing more characters. And I'm like, okay, I thought eight hour was it for like a few episodes, but now we have these silent guys, those Prometheans, as you're talking about, which yeah. is a very apt description. Yeah. I'm like, oh, more, more people are here at this party. Okay. They clearly look like bad guys. I don't know if oh, they are, boy. but they look yeah. it. <laughs> They sure do. They're painted awfully broad, aren't they? And I white skin with pale white hair. Holy shit! Could you be any more of a villain if you tried? And is it the the cape that I'm seeing, or do they have like mullets? You know, because it's like very shaved hair. I think it's. I think it's the cape long in the back. I think that's the cape that you see. All right, because for sure that would be a villain's hair. I was hoping right that they would be naked, like in Prometheus, with just like oh, the tiniest yeah. little, like like little span- piece. Yes, yeah. tiny little cod piece. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I, I don't I don't know who those characters are. Like I said, could be the Ainur, could be the Maiar, could be neither one of those and could be some bullshit that they created a whole cloth because they already did it with the Mithril. I can't mm-hmm. get over the Mithril. It's so like, yeah, you mithril. know what? People on the Internet, you're right. There are things wrong with this show. The Mithril is one of them. Like and there's nothing you could say that would convince me otherwise. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like you're you're taking science and magic and working them too much together Mm because it's like the science of electricity science of mystical stones i don't know but just like okay so how does did it melt the stones are these the stones that are melted and somehow shot down through and just they're imbued with the magic of the tree sure Yeah, yeah this whole tree thing i'm like okay i could take some of this as like an environmental message but now it's like no the elves are made out they're of tied to the tree well dipping. they're always but they're always tied to the tree oh yeah well right. they're tied to nature itself right. yeah right but yeah. i mean that but the two trees and and all of that yeah. is from you know that's the silmarillion obviously which right. is which is what they're kind of going for but they can't so mm-hmm. i don't know why you would imbue mithril with an unnecessary amount of like plot lore importance yeah or lore because again what was important about mithril in the original series was that it was the most sought after material in the world why does it need to be anything more than that Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me why everybody's going after it because if somebody's going after it so hard that it's really important to them there are going to be undoubtedly other groups of people who want to take it for themselves right. to keep it from those people, to sell it to those people, to do with it as they please. Who knows? But you don't have to say, well, it's also now magic stone god material. Like, who? why? What? No. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That doesn't. You don't need to do that. Because like you said, then it verges on adamantium or unobtonium or yes. any of the other <laughs> bullshit things. It, it, that's what it hews close to now. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. used to. Before it was just a part of the world. Now it's like, it's a magical thing. Yeah. That's a TV writer thing. That feels yeah. so TV. Not That does not feel like it's serving the source narrative at all. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like they should have gotten like Philippa and Franny and Peter to come in and do a pass at the script and be like, uh, this doesn't work. Let's change this. You know, because like, yeah. the writing in the three original movies is just the smartest thing ever. You know, eliminating my favorite character, Tom Bombadil, and giving so many of his lines to Treebeard makes the most sense in the entire world. Just the way that they did the structuring, the way that the beats are, the way that they end the movies where they end them, all the stuff that they forgot about in the second trilogy. But in the first trilogy, in Lord of the Rings, pitch perfect. I love all of those beats. And this one, it was just like, Oh, you like beats? Well, here's 15 of them all in your face. I'm dropping the fucking beats. I'm yeah. got some hot bars for you right now, baby. Fucking Dr. Dre just doing it. You know? Yeah, it's a lot. It's way too much. And it, I mean, it, again, it smacks of TV. It smacks of modern TV writing. It's, you know, there's your Game of Thrones influence, baby. You want to see that? That's a Game of Thrones thing right there. Just like doing too much. And it's not even a game. It's a Game of Thrones thing, but it's not like Game of Thrones was the first one to do it. They're right. just aping other TV shows because, yeah, undoubtedly, if you have eight to ten episodes of a season, one of those episodes may or may not be heavily expository. Yeah. But if you're a if you're a competent writer you know how to avoid loading it all into one episode. You know what they could have slash should have done possibly for this one? No cross-cutting at all. We focus on one story. Maybe it's even a story that we've never seen before. They just cut to somebody somewhere else, and we just get a whole episode about this person. Man, woman, dwarf, elf, whatever. We just learn about them. And eventually they'll come back into the story. 
and you're just like, oh, wow, that was really smart. And that that is the way that you write an Emmy-winning episode, is you just forget everything else, and you tell a really super solid story about a character that nobody knows about, and it just becomes like that episode where you're like, but yeah, but remember when they introduced this character? And you're just like, yeah, that was a great episode. I had no idea how they're going to tie it back into the narrative overall, but man, that was really smart. And do you know what show on HBO did that rather well? Fucking uh, Westworld in its second season. Do you remember that episode? No, I didn't make it that far. Oh, my God. The it episode reminds of, me uh, of the Mike episode from Better Call Saul. Never remember seen that? It. Never oh, seen Better Call Saul. Never yeah. seen Breaking Bad. Well, I never saw Breaking Bad, but I did start watching Better Call Saul. And the episode with, and I'm trying to remember the name of the actor, the guy that was in Beverly Hills Cop. He's my, this, he plays Mike Ehrmantraut, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's Jonathan great, Banks. Jonathan Banks. Thank you. He's this great heavy. And they just stop what they're doing with the Saul story. And they basically give you a full Mike episode. And it's like, this is the origin of Mike. This is the reason why Mike is the way that he is. And I watched that and I was just like, fucking hey, that was a great episode. Like we've never just spent an hour with this character. You know, you're talking about like, I'd love to spend some time with this one elf. And I'm like, yeah, great. What if it was just about him? What if it was his trip from the, and I know he already made it back, but what if it was his trip? from when he got booted out by the orcs to go back and tell them like you need to pledge allegiance or die like what if it was just his journey across like the barren wasteland as he's trying to get there and all the obstacles he has to face because he's a lone elf no weapons or anything because they were stripped of him at that camp what's that story you know give me that for a full episode and just make me care about that character even more I agree with you. Um, another episode of another show to check out. Eighth episode of the second season of, season of Westworld is titled Kiksuya, which is Lakota for Remember. And it is all about one of the Ghost Nation characters who you just kind of saw throughout the season, but they never really talked about. And then the entire episode is about him. And the entire episode, almost all the entire episode is in Lakota of oh, all things. And nice. it is it is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Friend of the show, watcher of Game of Thrones, watcher of uh, the Lord of the Rings show, Father Malone. He would agree. He's actually the person who was going to bat for it as hard when it came out. And I remember being like, it's good. And then I've watched it since and I see what he's talking about because it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You need to give us a reason to care about these characters. And you don't have to give an entire episode to one character to do it, but it's not a bad idea. And hey, Zon McLarnon, uh, to plug another show that totally nobody is talking about, the Dark Winds show that came out this year that is an adaptation of Tony Hillerman's book, Dark Winds, where he plays Joe Leaphorn. He is amazing in that show. I guarantee you very little people saw it because it was on AMC and it's not Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But it's a show that I am convinced he got that role because of that episode in Westworld. So I agree. Like if you give these characters a moment to shine, if you give these actors an opportunity to do what they're doing, shit, do an episode all about Durin the third, like doing yeah. a whole episode about Peter McCullen's character before he becomes Durin the father, like do that. Like there's nothing saying you can't. There was an episode going back to lost again. There was an episode with, um, cause we've already, we met, Desmond a little bit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about an episode called the constant, 
where it was Desmond's story and just showing like his whole thing with him and Penny and all this stuff. We came into work the next day and it was just like, my God, was that a solid episode of television? Right. That was probably one of the best episodes of that entire series. Even like the introduction to Desmond, when we get to see him with the uh, Mama Cass record and just like what he's doing before the people even make it to the island, him resetting the numbers and doing all this stuff. I fucking love that. It was, it was so solid. Yeah. I, I, you know, what's funny. I have seen very little lost, but I have seen that episode. That's Weirdly. a great episode. Yeah. 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 And I knew, I know very little about the show other than how badly the show kind of crashed and burned and like i know the main story beats Mm -hmm. but that is one of the few episodes that i have seen and it sticks like for whatever reason it sticks in my memory probably because it was a good episode of the show and i don't even like that it's not i don't like the show it's i don't have any vested interest in giving a shit about that show exactly exactly i wonder if they're gonna do that in this show i hope to god they do because i'm trying to i don't even think game of thrones did that this these kinds of shows are really working on the idea that people need spectacle they need Mm -hmm. this big all-reaching conflict and it's like not necessarily it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be you know i was just recently talking about get out and that movie works because it's a small contained conflict it's isolated you look at a movie like us it's about the united states and like all of that and like that movie doesn't work as well because it's such a big narrative, but get out works because it's a small contained thing. I know what we're talking about with Lord of the Rings and this show is a rise of darkness and an all encompassing narrative, but give it a moment to breathe because we've been on a downhill run since the first episode. There's been no moments of quiet with any of these characters. It's yeah. kind of a problem because when, well, there, there hasn't been none. There's been like one or two. One of them, the dinner with Disa and Elrond and Durin. Mm-hmm. That scene's amazing. Why? Because you give the fucking characters a moment to talk to one another and sit down. Yeah. Like these characters barely even sit down. They're like running around constantly. Like give everybody a moment to breathe, please, please. Because yeah. I was not expecting the show to continue this pace. Were you? No, no. And yeah, I feel almost tired when I'm done watching one of these because it just is coming at me so quickly. And I'm just like, yeah, please just give us a moment to rest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just lost someone. The orcs will be here by night. Like, oh, just, and and that's the other thing. We're straying further away from the quality of the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And that's a concern because the first three episodes of this show, I was like, yeah, kind of tonally with the movies. And now it's like straying further and further every episode. And I hope we don't lose it. But you know what? Again, there's only three episodes left this season. So (sighs) I'm with you. It's 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 a lot. And there's a lot going on. And like watching this with Game of Thrones, like it's overwhelming, man. (laughs) There's like 80 characters you got to keep track of. Because that show, in its most recent episode, blew up the show and introduced like 10 new characters. So it's like a different kind of overwhelming because that show is not letting anybody sit because it's had like 13 time jumps. This show is just ever expanding the net to the point where it's like, it's going to break. You can't keep expanding it. you got to start narrowing the focus down even a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Episode 1.6 still doesn't have a title, though. No, of course not. Right. Not, that's the running gang now yeah, the show not, is never going to have titles ahead of time 
It's not Thursday night at midnight. Come right, on. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't mention the title for this episode's awful. Yeah. Partings. Partings. Okay. Great. And there's really not that many partings. There's just like them leaving Numenor. Anybody else parting? No. Yeah. I guess Waldreg leaves Bronwyn, but like he was always going to. Yeah. Because he's a dick. Because <laughs> he's he's li- he lies with Sauron. He's already said as much. Like yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. He's just telegraphing that he's evil. He's he's. Oh, I'm yeah. evil. <laughs> right. Twirling his mustache. Like, okay. He's basically, the uh, the groundskeeper from the Harry Potter films, just like, uh, yeah, you're a pretty evil character just from looking at you, sir. <laughs> yeah, like we know we know what you look like. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it wasn't that actor. Like that's I know, right? <laughs> right. It feels like a perfect role for him because he played kind of a scummy turd on Game of Thrones too. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you kind of just look, you know, pretty. You're probably a perfectly nice guy, but you just oh, have yeah. a good look where you can play scumbags. So. Didn't he play the farmer in um, uh, Hot Fuzz as well? The guy that nobody can understand. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's right. God. Oh, so good. God, yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he in this show? I mean, I don't know. I he mean, would hey. fit so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among the the townspeople of wherever. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it feels like, you know, when you look at some of these actors, they're still doing a lot of Kiwi and Aussie actors. Like, yeah, oh, you've yeah. got your Lenny Henry and stuff being flown over, but there's a lot of Kiwis in this show. Good. And it's clear that the orcs are all Kiwi. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Maggoty bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me more of that. You know what, though? Like, Real talk. Just give us a show with the orcs. Like, stop, oh. stop. Just stop with everything else. There you like, go. Just give us the orcs. Yeah. Orcs. Orc in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could deal with a whole episode about that one guy with like, he's kind of got a nice coiffure. He's the guy that uh, that uh, takes uh, Frodo away from Shelob. You know, just um, oh he, yeah. You know who yeah. I'm talking oh, about? He doesn't his, look he like has any a name. Other, yeah, oh yeah, he's got a name for sure. <laughs> doesn't look like any of the other orcs, or even the guy who's just like, yeah, they don't need their legs like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> or the Harvey Weinstein, yes. even like any oh of the orcs, God. like please yes. just make an actor have to be an orc makeup for seven to eight the episodes entire of the show. Time. Yes, <laughs> fuck that guy, fuck that actor. Five yep. hours every day in the chair, and you're the main mm-hmm. character of the show. Enjoy. Yeah, just like, fuck. I want to be an orc, <laughs> but I didn't want to be an orc this bad. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. We we joke about the quality of the show, and this show is still a good show, but it's doing a little too much for its own good, and it needs to remember it does have five seasons. <laughs> you don't need to introduce everything to us in the first eight episodes. You just yeah. you just don't. Yeah, slow it down, folks, please. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, next time we're gonna be talking about episode 1.6, one of my favorite titles of this whole season. TBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, what? what is the harm in even releasing the episode titles ahead of time? They mean nothing. Exactly. Literally, this episode's title means nothing. Yeah. Oh, Could have yeah. put this episode's title as Fart Fart Pee-Pee, and it would have made just about <laughs> as much sense. You know what I mean? Like, the, it's not like the episode is titled The Return of Sauron. It's partings. Right. Like, you're, you're not giving anything away. And if you think you're giving something away, promise you're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
<laughs> feels so Amazon though, doesn't it? It just like it keeps in kind of with my head canon interpretation of Amazon's business practices. It's like they're run by a paranoid billionaire lunatic. So he's paranoid about the episode titles coming out ahead of time. Yeah. That's my don't, head canon. Don't release them. Don't release them. No. Oh, Elon may know ahead of time. Yeah. He might make fun of me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, until next week when we come back and we talk about that great episode 1.6, Chris, where can people find you, sir? Well, if you want to find the things that I work on specifically, C-S-T-A-C-H-I-W.com, that's my link tree. Go there. But more importantly, for the things that we, you and I, and plenty of other people that we consider both uh, friends and business acquaintances, weirdingwaymedia.com is our podcast slash media company that we've created to uh, keep everybody orc in the house, as they would say. We're orcs in the house. So we're trying to keep everybody under one roof because we all work together anyways. And if you want to hear the things that we work on, which aren't just Lord of the Rings, and it's not just movies, and it's not just TV, it's all kind of stuff, weirdingwaymedia.com. Com. What about you, Mike? No show named Orc in the House yet, though. No, not yet. No, mostly just working on the projection booth, you know, and then all the other good stuff. And yeah, like you said, uh, podcast. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like you said, weirdingwaymedia.com. You can see the whole gamut, all kinds of great shows. And we've got more coming out all the time. Orkingwaymedia.com. We got Orc coming out all the time. <laughs> orc. Lots of Orc all the time. All Orc all the time. Yeah, you are turned into Radio Orc. And <laughs> coming up next, we have Shelob Took My Baby Away. And then afterwards, Maggoty Bread Still on the Menu <laughs> by the Orcrist Five. Why do Orcs know what a menu is? <laughs> yeah. Or why do Orcs fall in love? Yeah. Time <laughs> <laughs> Life presents Orcs Classics. <laughs> hey, man, is that Orc Rock? Well, turn it up, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> all Orc Rock all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's a promise you can't keep. <laughs>